Line Podcast. What is going on? This is the Bottom Line Podcast presented by Anchor.fm, your home for sports and entertainment talk. Jimmy Finizzi, Mr. Taco with you, a.k.a. Austin Myers. We hope you are well, as always. Thank you so much for taking some time out of your day to take a listen. Much appreciated. Be sure to hit us up on all social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, the good stuff, at Bottom Line WMCX. Be sure to use hashtag Bottom Line Austin. I know at the time of this recording, it is uh, very early in the morning for us. Please don't ask me how Woo. I have this much energy, but how are you feeling more importantly, my man? Running on a few hours of sleep. Let's go. <laughs> you and me both, man. Again, don't ask how I have this much energy in the morning, but I am raring to go. Let's get straight into this as we are introducing a new segment in case you did not see on our social media Austin and I are introducing a new segment to this podcast, which we like to call Hot and Cold. It's really quite simple how this is going to work. Who's hot and who's cold each week? And this week, it is all about the National Hockey League. And boy, oh boy, there is there's quite a bit. There's quite a bit of hot and coldness with the National Hockey League right now. But before we get started, make sure you hit that subscribe button if you're watching on YouTube. and Hit that bell so you don't miss an episode. And subscribe on all audio platforms, include Jimmy when searching for this podcast. All right. So, Austin, I'm going to give you the floor here. Do you want to start with the cold list or do you want to start with the hot list first? I, I want to start with the cold list. You want to start I with the cold to, list. All right. But I, I really want to point out something that's really hot right now. Sure. That's the COVID protocol list. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Yeah. 70, that's, uh... 72 players as mm. of last night. Yeah, that's uh, yeesh, yikes. Uh, look, I'll and just, I think uh, I think uh, Nick Cousins said it best. Nick Cousins said, and I mean, it, I don't recommend it, but with the way it looks, Nick Cousins said we just need to shut her down until after the Christmas break. It would allow everybody to not only take that two weeks that they need to get the pro the clear the protocol. But it would also give all the players time to rest up and do what they have to do. I mean, look at what yeah. ba- look at Barry Trotz. Trotz had the whole team get the COVID booster. Oh wow, did he really? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Which is very big. Which is very big. Mm-hmm. Other teams might need to follow, especially with what we're seeing with these outbreaks of. Yeah, that, that, that's the one players. thing I heard in the uh, the meetings that they had. I think they were talking about mandating the. Um, the, uh, the booster, but I'll, I'll just say this really quick so we can just get this conversation out of the way. <laughs> Look, obviously, this virus is not going away. No, we all know not. this. Look, at this point, regardless of how you feel about this virus, we all are just going to have to learn to live with, it. Live with it. it. We just have to. It's just as simple as that. Look, again, Austin and I don't care what side you fall on in terms of this. But regardless, just just don't be a jerk about it. I know that there are a lot of people who will just not want to listen to what you have to say, but just just don't be a jerk about it. Just 
hear somebody out, let them have their opinion. There is a thing called an opinion. That's why Austin and I do this in the first place. And also <laughs> Neil with his podcast and when he was on ours, but even still let people have an opinion, let them talk and just, just hear them out. Please just, just don't be a jerk about it. And let's just, let's just learn to, let's just learn to deal with it. If you, if you mm-hmm. want to get the booster, go ahead. If you don't want to go ahead, we do not care what you do. Just live your life the way you want to. Period. Plain and simple. And I mean, we saw we saw through last night. Everybody got flashbacks after seeing uh, the Montreal Philly game with no fans. That was oh, <laughs> yeah, that was. Don't that get was me started. Brutal. Don't get me started with that. That just no, that no, no, no. That, that we, scared we, the we, crap out of me. We'd be here for me. two hours. We're not getting into that conversation. That scared the crap out of me. Seeing that last night scared the crap out of yeah, me. Yeah, no. no, no, no. Yeah, we're not getting to that. Let's let's get into this hot and cold list. Let's start All with right. the cold list first. So, cold. first team on our cold list today: the New York Islanders. I mean, I mean, come I mean, on. dear God, look, okay. I'm going to be real. I know I know our good friend Kim Moisa, a.k.a. Isles Go 3, listens to this podcast. So, Kim, if you're watching, we know your feelings about this team. We've heard you loud and clear on your own podcast. And by the way, if you're not subscribed to Kim in the Crease on YouTube, please go subscribe to her. She is tremendous. But she pretty much echoed all the sentimental feelings that we have about this Islanders team. This is a team that I personally picked, and same with Kim, that could be a potential Stanley Cup contender this year. I think, I and now look where they are. At the did. time of this recording, they're 8, 12, and 5. I, I mean, mean, talk about a massive disappointing start to the season so far. I mean, come on, man. I mean, yes, but look at some of the players they got rid of during the offseason. Yeah, I mean, I mean Jordan Eberle, I know you, you know, had him. He, he's with Seattle now. It's, it's 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 a it's a whole laundry list of players. It's a, it's it's, a whole it's way list. too many. And it, I mean, they got they got rid of majority of their players that that helped them reach the freaking conference finals. Top, one exactly. So and you I lost mean, that core of players. Look, I'm not I'm not completely knocking them too mm-hmm. too bad. I think they will turn it around eventually. I know they I know they won recently at their. Home Arena, their new one, UBS Arena. They finally have a couple of wins there. But even still, I mean, for a team that was supposed to have Stanley Cup aspirations this year and only have eight wins so far, I mean, you pretty much deserve to be on the cold list right now. I'm sorry to Islander fans out there. And look, I'm not just speaking this because I'm a Ranger fan. I'm, I'm, be, I'm speaking from a hockey fan's perspective. Mm-hmm. The Islanders are just downright disappointing so far. Do I think they can turn it turn it around? Like I said, absolutely yes. I absolutely think they can. If they, but if, even still, talk about it, it's just a cold start to the season for the Islanders. And if they even do find a way to turn it around, it's more than likely going to be after the trade deadline. Exactly. Yeah. Because they'll knowing the Islanders, they'll find some way to make some miraculous move, and it's gonna take <laughs> it's gonna just take that team from a tank all the way to like a cup contending team in a matter of three yeah. weeks. Yeah. Yeah. If, if anybody knows Lou Lamorello, he'll, he'll definitely have something up he'll, his sleeve. He's got something up his sleeve. For sure. <laughs> he always does. So that's the Islanders. That's the first team on our cold list. All right. And that's what's um, next. That's what the Metro. 
This is all in the uh, Metro, yes. So who's next on our list? Oh, the Montreal Canadiens. What the hell? Okay, and we were talking about what this off the hell? We were talking about this off the air. And I just thought about this. Go ahead. The Montreal Canadiens. This team, yes, they did go to the Stanley Cup final last year. Yeah. But look at the format we were under. Mm, I mean, I get where you're coming from, Austin, but this is that exact same team. And they only have seven freaking wins. Yes. But who did they have to go through to get to that cup? That is true. That is I true. Mean, I mean, I do get that they beat the Golden Knights. Okay, that still hurts, yes. But <laughs> yeah, no, we, we know your feelings, Austin. Nobody was ready for that weird season we had. The Canadian division was not what it was ramped up to be. Yes, the Leafs went and dominated it the whole season to get swept first round. Right. Which really hurt too. But the way they had these divisions lined up, no one was at an advantage. Mm. No, that's it, it is a fair point. I'm, I'm not going to argue that because you are right about that. But even still, for this exact same team that was and in I the mean, final last year, granted it was against Tampa Bay and they were already defending Stanley Cup champs at the time and they beat Montreal again. So now they're back-to-back defending Stanley Cup champions. But regardless, this is the exact same team. I get it. I get it. They've had their injuries. I get it. And let's, uh, still, let's not. No, no excuse. No excuse. And as we keep bagging on them, let's just remember, last year they had to play each team seven times. Yeah. No, that, that is also true. That is also true. <laughs> but, I, but I do see where you're coming from this year because – I mean, Montreal of all teams, yes, they have this power that they have. And you would have thought beginning of the year, they would have had Caulfield with them the whole season. Mm, they're, yeah. like, they're like, no, 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 no. We're going to send him down to Lavelle for a few weeks. For, for, for what reason? So stupid, man. For, it's for, so stupid. And I mean, do you, have, do you want Nick Suzuki and Ryan Paling? To carry the team while Caulfield's down and, in Lavelle. And jo- Jonathan Druin, too. I mean, yeah, but Druin's like, Druin's, he has good games, he has bad games. Whereas Suzuki and <laughs> that, that is Paling, true. they just kind of like show up whenever. <laughs> it's like, yeah. And it's the same thing with Caulfield. When Caulfield's there, you can tell the Suzuki Caulfield ones are really working when he's there. But when mm. it's just Suzuki, but when it's just Suzuki, it doesn't work. Yep. It, it, yeah. Pretty much. So that's two teams on our cold list. We got one more in particular, though, again, in the Metro division. Sorry, Neil, we hate to do it, but the New Jersey Devils are on the cold list. And why are they on the cold list? Well, for one reason and one reason only. Because Blackwood didn't fight Leonard last night? No, <laughs> that is not why. Don't, don't be that no, guy. I'm going to be that guy. I wanted to see Leonard fight. <laughs> Come on, Blackwood. That, that would have been just, tremendous, though. That would have come been on, Blackwood. You should have just dropped it, bud. <laughs> but no, listen. In all seriousness, though, I have watched a few Devils games this year, and if there's one word that I can use to describe them this year, and I'm sure Neil can attest to this because he's had a share of rants on 
Devil State of Mind podcast, and go subscribe to that, by the way. The one word that describes the Devils this season is inconsistency. Plain and simple. No team that is this talented. Because if you really think about it, the Devils have the talent. You have the likes of Nico Hishier. You have Igor Sharon Govich. You have um, uh, Ty Smith. Uh, you have Mackenzie Blackwood. I mean, you have all this talent here, and it's only resulting in 10 wins at the time of this recording. 10 wins? For a team that's supposed to be at least in contention for the playoffs this year? I mean, come on. What are we talking about here? One major inconsistent factor for this Devils team, and I've been complaining about this on the Rangers for many years outside of their defense, the Devils' power play is just so anemic. It's a joke. It is an absolute disgrace. That can be said a lot about a lot of teams, though. Well, yeah, but have you seen the Devils' power play, though? I, I can argue I, that's worse. I, I saw it last night, and they managed to score on us, so. Well, I mean, okay, one power play goal. Okay, great. How, how good is it now? That, 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 that doesn't change one thing about them. I know. <laughs> Look, I, I, I personally do – Neil knows a lot more about this team than we do. I don't know if it's a coaching problem. I don't know if it's a GM problem. I don't know if it's a player problem. I don't know what it is. But something, something's got to change with the Devils here. Because 10 wins with all this talent on the ice is not going to cut it. I'm sorry. Ask the fans. They know. They started chanting last night. So I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I couldn't hear. It. It, they were chanting fire somebody. I don't know. I don't, I don't know who it I was. I want to say it was fire Richie. Fire. Okay, yeah, that was it. That was it. <laughs> but listen, man, in all honest to God seriousness, the Devils really need to figure something out. Changes mm-hmm. need to be made, regardless if it's from the coaching, from the GM, to maybe making a few trades to try and get better. I don't know what it's going to be, but something's got to give for the Devils because nothing is working for them right now. Yes, they have 10 wins, and that, that's not going to cut it. No team this talented should only have 10 wins to start the year, especially before the holiday season. Talk about if ruining I'm the, your holidays. <laughs> if I'm the New Jersey Devils, my my trade acquisition is I try to get the Hughes brother. Oh, Quinn? Oh, man. <laughs> I, I go to Vancouver and I say, I want him. <laughs> hey, you know what? Whatever well, works. Whatever well, works. Just, just, well, just something, just something to freaking turn this team around, whatever it takes. So that's our cold list. Wait. Oh, yes, Austin. I, I want to talk about my inconsistent Blackhawks for a second. Oh, yeah. I totally forgot about them. I mean. Sitting eighth in the Western Conference. Yeah. 11, eighth. 11, 15, 15 and 2. And two. Time this recording. I mean, granted, they have been playing a little bit better. Yes. But even but, still, given the fact the way they started. But who, who carries, who's carrying the team right now? That would be Marc-Andre Fleury. Not early. Carrying the team right now is Patrick Kane, and now it's Brink. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. No. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I thought you were talking about from a goalie perspective. But, no, but, from a, no. But, from a, but from a goalie perspective, they really need to do something with length. 
That, Lang, that, yeah, because Lincoln has been so inconsistent this season. Lank has been but, but yeah, pa- Patrick Kane. Patrick Kane is proving that he's still got something left in the tank. He is literally carrying that team on his back. And I mean, me and you talked about it the other day with uh, about Taves. Jonathan Taves, the team captain, the man only has scored like I think he scored twice so far this season. Yeah, like, I, I think like two or three goals he has. Yeah, it's two or three goals this season. As a captain, you should not have two to three goals. You should be standing out and scoring more goals. You should be having Patrick Kane, Alex DeBrinkett numbers going in. Yeah, and this, that's true. This let, is let, me see, lead, let me see if I can pull up the stats for you real quick. Stand by. This is the reason I think this team is like – I love my Blackhawks, but it comes to the point of – it's just it's atrocious to see something like that. Yeah, so so far, Patrick Kane has seven goals and 17 assists on the year, and mm-hmm. Jonathan Taze has two goals and 10 assists through 28 games. Yeah, but look both at, players, I should add, through 28 uh, games, those are their stats. But look at what Patrick Kane does with the brinket on. The three all on right. three, the three oh, on three, yeah. yeah, and all that. And literally every time it's a pass from Kane to the brinket. Yep. And lately, and lately it's been a cat a pass from Patrick Kane to Brandon Hagel. Which I mean, <laughs> I love seeing Hagel score. I've watched I watched Hagel play in Rockford, and ever since then I've loved him. But it's like somebody needs to step up. We're yeah. finally we're finally seeing a few people step up and put themselves where they need to be to help the team. Brandon mm. Hagel. Brandon yeah. Hagel. Seth Jones. Seth Jones, I was very upset about his trade because it was with Adam Boquist. Boquist, yeah. who has been fantastic over there in CBJ. Yeah, no, to, no, he, he's been killing it. I'll, I'll get to that in a little bit, but... Like, yeah, Seth Jones has been up there. Kirby Doc on mm. assists. Kirby Doc's up there on assists. Yeah. He's, he's sitting about four goals right now, which is not terrible. Yeah. I mean, a fourth on the goal list for the Blackhawks is Dominic Kubalik. Like. Oh, my goodness. I love Kubalik to death. But he's two goals behind Patrick Kane. He's showing up. Yeah. <laughs> Mackenzie Entwistle has more goals than the captain, Jonathan Taves. Mackenzie, <laughs> that I says, love... That says a lot. That says a lot, considering that Entwistle has spent 90% of the beginning of this year with Rockford. Mm. So, if that's not a red flag, I don't know what is. Yeah, pretty much. And I said it earlier this week to you. If Jonathan Taves does not pick it up, I do not see him a Blackhawk at the end, at the beginning. Yeah, of next no, year. no, no. Yeah, he, he'll he'll either leave in free agency or he'll get or he'll probably get traded. Mm-hmm. But we'll see. So that's the Blackhawks. So now, with that being said, it's time for the hot list, baby. Who is hot right now in the NHL? You mentioned it before. Let's talk about yes, Austin. Hot. Hot, did not look very hot last night, but the Columbus Blue Jackets. 
Oh my God. Yeah, I, I was just gonna bring that up. And and your boy, Adam Boquist, you talked about him earlier. Woo! He is he's having a great season. I mean, the, despite the blue jackets, they're they're doing they're doing a lot better, but they've been okay. But specifically that man, I mean, oh my six, god. Six Talk about goals. A resurgence. Six goals on the year. You love to see it, but you know, he's on IR now. Well, yeah, that that's unfortunate. We hope he's okay, but yeah. Boquist has been Boquist he's has been, been really, really hot by the he's been working he's been it, racking really. up points. So I that's mean, Adam Boquist. Assist, assist wise, he's not looking great, but I mean, yeah, off, as an as a defenseman, offensively, oh, he's been oh my god, incredible, yeah. oh my god, yeah. And I mean, Elvis has looked good, yeah. Which, I have really liked to see. He's fighting for the Vesna for obvious reasons. True, true. And, I mean, he's got 10, 11 wins on the season for the team. Yeah. Which is <laughs> which is good. But when you have a, a game like you had last night where you let in five goals, Ugh. it's a little – especially three in the first period. Yeah, that's I, – I mean, I get it was against the Oilers of all people. <laughs> but – there was no reason for that team to go down to a five on three in the first 10 minutes of the game. Yeah, certainly no excuses there. <laughs> I'm looking at you, Max Domi. <laughs> Unbelievable stuff. But it was just all together. And I've said it before. CBJ is where they need to be. Right. It. If they can get a little bit of a goaltending change to have somebody a little bit better coming back up, Elvis, because Corpy's not doing it anymore. He he's got a goal against average of like three point something, and it's just it's atrocious. Yeah, that that's not good. <laughs> and I mean, there's already rumors about Corpy Salo being traded. So, I mean that that would surprise me. <laughs> no. And that I would surprise me at they all. Had, and I mean, they brought up Tarasov from the AHL for a few games while they both were sick. And I mean, Tarasov did fantastic. Yeah, he did. And I, if they would, even if they just go ahead and drop Corby on waivers and bring up Tarasov, I would be completely happy with it. Yeah, because that it, <laughs> I have made it a thing to where I've watched more Columbus games than Chicago games this year. It's bad. <laughs> just because of your boy, isn't it? Just because of Bowie. Exactly, my point. (laughs) And now he's injured and I'm hurt. Oh, my God. But that's my saying for the Columbus Blue Jackets. Now, something else that's hot, and I know you want to talk about this, the Chris Kreider power play. Oh. Oh, my God. (laughs) Wow. I mean, holy crap. Talk about somebody who probably needs to be the captain at this point. Chris Kreider and the New York Rangers are probably off to their best start in God knows how many years. The Rangers at the time of this recording are 19, 7, and 3. Now, granted, they almost lost to a Coyotes team that only has five wins. Okay? They were down 2-1 going into the third period. They gave up an inexcusable shorthanded goal which you should never do against that team. And really, who do the Coyotes have to offer? An old veteran in Bill Kessel, okay? Now, granted, 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 
Clayton Keller is good. I like Clayton Keller. He's been really good. I like him. But other than that, Shane Goss. Who, who, who's on that team that you reckon? Anton Strawman, former Ranger. Who, who else is there? Shane Goss is bare. Oh, Shane, oh yeah, Goss is bare too. Yes, I did forget about him. Former Goss, Flyer. Goss is bare. Yeah, but despite them almost losing to the Coyotes, who, by the way, almost got evicted from their own building because they couldn't pay taxes for crying out loud. But they still got the win. I'll take it. It wasn't pretty, but a win is a win. Thanks to Capo Caco scoring two goals. And talk about somebody who needs to get hot. Capo Caco needs to get rolling here. And hopefully that game gets him on a hot streak. Caco needs something because I told it to you before. The way I saw Caco, he was a complete bust. <laughs> and now he's starting to look a lot better. I think these two. No, no he, he's been getting a little better. As, this is what, year three now for him? Oh, year three, yes. Yeah, year three. After those two years, sure, they were weird years. Yeah, even I still, think, like, I still. I think he's starting to feel it now. Yeah. Well, again, let's hope that that gets a little hot. And, and again, Chris Kreider making a beautiful oh. play the other night. Oh, oh my god! No, Chris Kreider's probably having his best season so far as a Ranger. I I love I love Chris. No, no that man is me. literally he's literally Mister Power Play right now because he he's is literally, literally one of the only people who wants to score in the power play, and their power play has been smoking lately. And. I, you know how I feel about the memes. <laughs> yes. Yes, we know. But listen, in all seriousness, I know we've talked a little bit about this. Who should be named captain between Kreider, Mika Zibanejad, and Kreider maybe maybe Jacob Truba? And by the way, Truba, Truba is quietly, quietly having you, a no, really good no, season. No. And nobody's talking about it. Yes, Austin. No, he has not been quiet. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I say quiet. I say quietly because other than the Ranger fans, who else is talking about Jacob Truba's good season? Nobody. He killed an Indian man and almost killed Nathan McKinnon. Leave him alone. Okay. All three hits were clean. Granted, the one against the one against the Blackhawks was very nasty. And oh, we, we are super happy yeah, that he's okay in all seriousness. Really we are we super are happy, happy he's okay. But I, even still, Jacob Truba's having a really, really – I think he's really starting to prove himself. And I, I, I wasn't too high on him, but he's starting to prove something to me this year. So but no, good job I don't, on you, Truba. I don't know if Truba would be my pick for a captain. I, 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 get, where you're, I get where you're going with – Kreider and Zabby. Yeah. But let's throw Artemi into the picture. Mm, well, I mean, granted, Panarin's hurt right now. He suffered an injury in the game against well, the Coyotes. Well, yeah. Is that what it was? Yeah. Yeah, we, we didn't know. We didn't know this until like after the game. Nobody said a word until uh Gallant said in the post-game press conference that it was a minor uh, lower body injury. So he's gonna be out probably a couple of games, but he's expected to be okay and back in the lineup by next week okay but no i mean yes he's injured but artemi panarin has put up some stats this year no especially with the assists 
I mean, mm-hmm. dear God. <laughs> well, yeah, P- Panarin should definitely be considered. He's the definitely captain, considered. But, but if there's and one I mean, person, Adam, I see Adam Fox too. Oh my God. Nor Adam Fox at this point, what more can you say about him? He 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 clearly is, and there's no arguing about this. He is clearly one of the best defensemen in the game right now. Don't Fair you, you you can't argue with me about this. He is one of the best defensemen in the National Hockey League right now, and he plays for a big time market, and he's finally getting the recognition he deserves. I mean, yes. But there's also a defenseman who is actually killing it right now. And who's that? Offensive defenseman Adam Boquist. Oh, well. Yeah, you, you, you can argue. Bo- no, no, no. In, in all seriousness, you can argue Boquist. Absolutely, you could. I mean, Absolutely. And, and I say this to a bunch of Vancouver fans to piss them off. But kill McCord. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Kill McCord over here looking like a new person this year and i love to see it because it's yeah a, yeah bad. definitely because when McCarr does better it just it hurts vancouver fans because it's McCarr over hughes all day guys <laughs> yeah pretty much but listen in all seriousness the new york rangers are red hot right now there's no question they're off to one of the best starts so far this season do i think that they are still at least a playoff contender i do but to people who were telling me the other night that they're going to go to the Stanley Cup final. That's pushing it. Let's slow down a little bit. That's, that, that, pushing, that, that, that's it. pushing it. That's pushing it. They, they're, they're, still, they're still a couple years away from that. Okay. So, but it looks like that this team as constructed right now has something going. If this team is presently constructed, keeps up this hot streak with the next couple of years, then maybe we can have a discussion. But right now, no, I don't see it this year. I'm going to bring this up real quick. Sure. Look at who your coach is. This is a man who took an expansion team. To the Stanley Cup final, yeah. A a team of literally nobodies to a Stanley Cup final. No, you're right. You're right. And and I I love the job that Galan is doing. Tremendous. And I'm going to tell you this right now. It's literally set up like the Golden Knights were. Mm. It, it was literally giving me Vietnam flashbacks because of it. Well, so well, listen, if for some reason Gallant does take them to the final this year, and that's a big if because I still don't see it. If he does, I will come right on the air and say I was wrong. I'm not afraid to admit and, and I'm I mean, wrong. But even still, I don't see it this year. That's all I'm saying. I mean, I could see it happening, but okay. who – who would you have to play in the conference? Probably Tampa. Yeah. <laughs> that That's the big obstacle. Two-time defending Stanley Cup champions. So uh, Unless Columbus just comes swinging out the gate and decides to sweep them <laughs> again. Yeah. Yeah. That's a possibility, but who knows? And, and now, we didn't talk about this off the air, but I just thought about it. Another thing that's really that's been really hot this year. The Golden Knights shorthanded chances. Mm, yeah, the, the, their penalty kill has been tremendous. Our, penal, our penalty kill has been tremendous. I mean, sure, sure, we scored three a shorthanded goal on the Anaheim Ducks the other night. And I mean, Anaheim's terribly, is amazingly terrible on the power <laughs> play. Yes. But 
I'm pretty sure they lead the league in in shorthanded goals. Yeah, uh, Anaheim does lead the league in shorthanded goals, and at and as of right now, they're seventeen nine and five. They're first in the Pacific. I'm just. I want to know. I'm trying to see how many uh, shorthanded goals they have. Well, while you're finding that out, let's talk about a couple more people on the hot list right now. Vegas has six and shorthanded. Six shorthanded goals. Okay, which thank is you. Pretty fucking incredible. Yeah, no, it is. So these last two people on the hot list are players. Let's talk about Calgary first. Now, Austin, you oh, have one player in particular on Calgary. Who is that? Andrew Majapani. Mm. My oh. God. Talk about coming out of nowhere. What a season he's had. Woo. I mean, <laughs> did, anybody, did anybody expect to see somebody like this just appear out of nowhere? Well, I, I think a better question is, does any, did anybody expect the Calgary Flames to have the season they're having so far? 15-7-6, and six, 36 points, second in the Pacific. I mean, I, I don't think anybody called this. Majipani sits at the top of their goals with 17. Yep. Behind them, behind him is Kachuk with 12. Mm. And I mean, that obviously shows something. I'm going to say this now. I guarantee you nobody knew who Majapani was until this year. Yeah, no, you're right. Because me personally, I never heard of him until you told me about him last week. <laughs> Another Calgary player, just because I'm looking at goals that is doing really well and shouldn't be as Milan Lucic. Oh, Milan Lucic. I, I forgot he was still playing, to be honest with you. Milan Lucic is fifth in goals for Calgary with seven. Mm. The fact that Milan Lucic has scored seven goals this year is very concerning. Why is, that, lo- con- why is that concerning? I'm looking at you, Robin Leonard. Oh, never mind. <laughs> never mind. I had a feeling you were going to go there. <laughs> Leonard, as soon as you let freaking Mulan Lucic score, I've had enough. <laughs> Goudreau's fine. Lindholm's fine. Kachuk, I could really care less about. Pawnee's fine. But when you let Lucic score, we have issues. <laughs> Oh my goodness. So that's that. And then the last player on our former, hot list. Former Toronto Maple Leaf. Nazem Kadri. I mean, 11 goals, 27 assists, 38 points through 24 games. Where was this in Toronto? Can someone answer me? Where was this with the Toronto Maple Leafs? Can you answer me that, Austin? Where was it? Now, granted, he was productive in Toronto, but nowhere near to the level of this right now. And I mean, Colorado, I've said it before. Colorado, I've said it before the season started, and I'll say it again. Colorado has a great chance to go to the final this year. And I picked them to go to the final this year. And they have a legitimate chance. I mean, have you seen the way Burakovsky is playing right now? I mean, th- th- thank God that he's in our fantasy lineup because he's killing it for our fantasy team right now this year. Yeah, it's, it's Even though we are absolute trash, 
He's speaking killing of, it right now for speaking us. Speaking of our fantasy, I can't believe we lost to Megan. Uh, I mean, look, Megan's seven and two. We, we can't argue about that. She's she her team's really good. But I mean, no. The, the shout, shout, is, shout, shout outs to our friends in the Slapshot Sweethearts, by the way. But the thing with Kadri is, like you said, where was this in Toronto? But I think with Kadri moving to Colorado, it's a better. I'm gonna I'm gonna say it right now. It's a better core. No, it is. It is. Tor- Toronto's core is everywhere. And Colorado has a better core next. They're tightly packed. But when one gets injured, somebody shows up. Yeah. When McKinnon was injured, who showed up? Kadri. Yeah. No, he did. He did. Absolutely. And I mean, if that first line wasn't taken up, I guarantee you Kadri would be a first line player right now. Ooh. Interesting. The, the okay. way he's. The way he's been playing, if he was to continue to play like he is, I, as a head coach, I would move him to the first line. I like that. That's a bold take, but I like it. I like it. And honestly, that wouldn't shock me either if he continues to keep up but this I'm, rate. But look at what their first line. McKinnon, Rantanen, I think it's Burra. Yeah, Burkowski, yeah. That's a very stud lineup. Mm. It's very stout. It's put together well. Yes. I wouldn't mess that up. No. If if it ain't if it ain't broke, if it ain't broken, it. don't fix it. Yep. Now as the maybe, old saying goes. And I think he's second line right now. I might be wrong, but I think you're right. Yeah, I think you're right. But that that ranting in line or not not ranting in, not ranting in, but Landy. The Landy. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's another really good line. Mm. Oh, yeah. No, and you I mean, you're absolutely right. And I mean, I I don't hate the Colorado Avalanche. I dislike Landeskog and McKinnon <laughs> and Rantman. They're three <laughs> big guys. I don't like them. Oh, my God. Burakovsky I can deal with. Right. Kadri, I can deal with. But the rest of them, no. <laughs> uh, Devontae's, I can kind of deal with. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. But he got put into that lineup, and here he is showing up now. Yep, exactly. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that wraps up, <laughs> that wraps up our first segment of Hot and Cold. Let us know your thoughts, and let us know who you think is hot and cold this season in the National Hockey League, now that we are a quarter of a way into the season. Let us know on all social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, at BottomLineWMCX. Use hashtag BottomLine. And once again, be sure you subscribe on all audio listening platforms as well as on YouTube and hit that bell so you don't miss an episode. Be sure to include Jimmy when searching for this podcast. We're going to have another hot and cold segment coming for you next week, so stay tuned. And also, we have an announcement to share on all of our social media platforms very soon, so stay tuned. Yes, Austin? Breaking news. Uh-oh, what do we got? The Jets head coach has resigned. Wait, as in the Winnipeg Jets? Oh, wow. Sheesh. As of what eight, happened there? As of eight minutes ago. Wow. Okay, this is... Uh, this okay. is... Uh, 
shocking. I, I got to find out more about this. Stand by here. Dave Lowry, Dave Lowry will assume interim head coaching duties. Paul Maurice has resigned as head coach of the win. Wow, that is that was why? Why though? I'm actually curious as to why. Yeah, that's what I want to know now. Huh. Well, any more details about this? We will uh we'll certainly let you know, but that is uh the shocking breaking. You heard it here first on uh, the bottom line podcast, although probably not because it's all over Jets PR channel. But as far as like shows are concerned, did we find out? No, but I do have more news. Uh-oh. Saturday's game between the Bruins and the Canadians have been postponed. I am not surprised. <laughs> I'm, I'm not, not surprised either. in the slightest right there. I mean, th- this is this is just gonna this is just gonna continue to pile up until everyone gets healed. Plain and simple. Just, just uh, like I said earlier, just take. Just take the with the two weeks off, please. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I, at, at this point, I don't know anymore. But let us know what you think of all of this news and our brand new segment, Hot and Cold. Who's hot and who's cold to you? Let us know on all social media as well as on YouTube. Leave a comment down below if you are watching. And don't forget to subscribe. For Mr. Taco, I'm Jimmy Fidizzi. This is the Bottom Line Podcast, and we will see you in the next episode. Peace and take care.